0: celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring veterinarian dr debbie white groomer joey villani news director Lori brooks and now from the red barn studios here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis
1: we have an incredible show for you today. Boomer, the dog, or the boomer, the human who thinks he's a dog or wants, wants to, be to be a, a dog, dog or... will be joining us today. Very excited about this. This is a coup, right Right from the Net Geo show. He'll be joining us Cabo. in just a few minutes. Also, Miranda Perry from Scam She's going to tell us about some online pet scams. Uh, Also, the phones are open for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani. Oh, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Stacey. What do you got?
2: Remember the classic movie with Humphrey Bogart, the Maltese Falcon? That statue that was in the movie, 12-inch tall statue of a little falcon bird went for a lot of money (laughs) at Bonhams. I'm going to tell you how much that little bird is worth. Coming up. I'm Animal Radio News. Did, I heard that story. Did
1: you? Did that. you? It wasn't. Yeah,
3: the guy who bought it placed it right underneath the velvet painting of the dogs playing poker, and right <laughs> above the uh, Elvis, the Elvis <laughs> statue. Right above. If
4: anyone's listening, you know, if you ever watch Groomer has it, the pen I threw, I'm going to I'm auction for twenty five thousand. <laughs> so if anybody um, is interested, twenty five yeah? yes. thousand,
5: yeah, twenty five thousand,
4: yeah,
1: thousand what? Steel, yes, twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Nancy, how are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today?
6: Uh, San Luis Obispo.
1: Uh, listening on KVEC. Yes. That station is so awesome. <laughs> What's going on today?
6: Well, I called because my husband took my little dog for a walk, and she had a very bad episode of loose stools that looked like it had a little bloody mucus in it. Mm, and okay. I know she's had a little loose stools every once in a while, But I got really concerned, and my husband was really freaking out. But today, she's had nothing but normal stools, and she's eating, and she's acting okay. Okay. So I'm thinking it was something she ate, maybe. Mm -hmm.
7: Mm -hmm. Certainly suspect. And she's how old? She's a baby? Eight and a half months. Eight and a half months. How adorable. three and a half pounds. (laughs) Oh, how precious. Now, so yes, occasionally dogs will have some blood in the stool. It's usually a function of... Inflammation or lower bowel irritation. So some dogs can eat something that doesn't agree with them. And if they have diarrhea, there can be a straining associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so not much is coming out, but they're still pushing. And and we may see some rectal bleeding with that. Um, the way that would be identified is we see fresh blood in the stool. Um, so it wouldn't be kind of black or tarry. It, it truly has its red characteristics to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually associated with diarrhea or unusual stools Mm -hmm. so there are dogs that can have occasionally some blood in the stool with normal bowel movements but it's a little bit less common So in a young dog of her age, I would say it certainly could be something she ate, and I would retrace in my memory uh, what she had eaten for the last 48 to 72 hours before then, because a lot of times I do find sometimes treat foods are suspect. um, As much as they love them and they can tolerate them well, Um, some dogs say with rawhide chews or edible chews can have a little bit of off stools um, the day or so following eating a kind of an edible treat, Um, and then that leaves also eating those things that should, they're not supposed to, things in the yard, in the backyard. Um, but in a puppy, I would also make sure that you do have her stool checked um, just to make sure she doesn't have any kind of worms, um, some different types like whipworms in particular, even tapeworms. We can see some some lower bowel issues there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have that checked out. And, uh The mucus that you're describing, um, when I hear people describe that, that, um, just so everyone knows, mucus is produced by the colon as a protective mechanism. So if you're seeing a little bit of slimy stuff, or even sometimes dogs will get a sheath of mucus that kind of covers the stool, it's the body trying to protect them as that's moving through because there's irritation. So Mm -hmm. as long as that's gone and it was only yesterday you're not seeing that further, then it's unlikely it's a major problem. Mm
6: -hmm. Well, he acted a little little bit off yesterday, but I had given her some fresh pears. She loves fruit, and I was eating a pear, so I gave her little, tiny little bits of it, and I didn't know whether that triggered her diarrhea-type stool.
7: Or... Well, if she, ate, if she ate enough of it, even though it, it's good and it's a healthy-type treat, um, yeah, it could definitely cause her stools to be off if she ate a lot for her little body size. uh
6: uh-huh. but she's just, she's a ferocious eater and loves <laughs> to dig stuff up in the yard and eat weeds and
7: oh goodness stuff
6: that I have to constantly monitor to see what she's got now. And so I do worry about that. The other thing that is of concern is she does a lot of itching off and on and you know, I don't find any fleas and her coat is such that I can find fleas easy enough. Don't see any residue from fleas. Why would she scratch off and on, just like, I'm just itching like crazy.
7: Well, that occasional itch here and there, that's kind of part of being a dog. Mm -hmm. Most dogs will do that, just kind of... You will start scratching here or there especially you know with a collar or a leash sometimes that just causes some irritation there mm-hmm. if it's more persistent and it's something that's really occupying her time and you can't sit with her on your lap because she just keeps wanting to scratch or to chew then I really I would make sure we do a good parasite check on her mm-hmm. um, so whether that's internal or external um, parasites so we could have fleas ticks that kind of thing but sometimes even some dogs we notice if they have internal parasites they might have a little itchiness on their skin too it's just kind of a weird little thing we'll we'll run into so um
6: now I I look at her skin really close but I don't see any sign of it but the other thing is it seems to be triggered after a bath in particular and I Mm, use a dog shampoo a tearless dog shampoo and a conditioner that Mm -hmm. uh and it's their dog related so I wouldn't think that that would be causing her to itch Mm -hmm.
7: Well, if it's a dog shampoo and it's, you know, non-medicated, then it still could be the shampoo. And the one thing that I see can often cause some dryness and itchiness afterwards is if we just don't rinse well enough. Mm -hmm. So there can be a little bit of product residue that can also sometimes cause a little bit of dander. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you do rinse really well, Mm -hmm. um, and that will help to avoid that.
6: So I shouldn't worry about the bloody stool then. It just sounded like it was something... You know, if, for
7: her. Yeah, if it hasn't occurred again, probably mm-hmm. not a big deal. I still would recommend you get a stool sample to your vet, though. Okay. Okay?
1: Will do. Good luck with that, Nance. Thanks for listening in San Luis Obispo, where it is chilly, chilly, chilly. Stay warm there. Hey, Bill.
8: Hey, how are you guys?
1: Good. Where are you calling from?
8: I'm calling from Boston. What's going on in Boston? Well, funny thing happened uh, last week was about, I think it was Wednesday morning. My four-month-old puppy all of a sudden was just... Limping for no apparent reason, uh-uh. and I no rhyme or reason as to what exactly had happened. Um, and I, you know, I did the a- absolute wrong thing you can do in that situation. I Googled it.
7: Uh oh. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> Doctor Google to the rescue,
8: huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, according to Google, she had arthritis, bone marrow cancer. I had to euthanize her. Terrible. It was just awful, awful stuff. And I, I didn't know what to do. I made an appointment with one of my vets. Um, she couldn't see him right away. And then I ended up calling another guy that I know who's also a vet, but he lives far away. And he told me to relax. It's a puppy. She probably twisted her doing something puppy-related, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with her.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
8: And Saturday, I'd say Saturday, she started being normal again, and there's nothing wrong with her. But now I'm wondering, oh, my God, is there some lingering condition? Is there something wrong with her and maybe mm-hmm. she's not showing her. So I don't know what to do because, you know, they're not like children where you can go, did you fall down? They say yes. You mm-hmm. have no idea.
7: Gotcha. Well, that's a great question, Bill, because this is a great way to present this. When should you panic? Or when should you address a limping dog? So if we know that there's the potential for some kind of strain, sprain, some kind of minor injury, and the pet isn't really significantly limping with that. Now, if I have a dog that's got a leg completely up in the air, not putting any weight on it, that's a little different than a dog that's just kind of... Favoring it, so if we're favoring it, you know, depending on our suspicion, you know, waiting a week is not a bad idea. If we're carrying that leg, not putting any weight on it, I think you would need to see a vet. Um, because yeah,
8: she was she wasn't lifting. I mean, she was only when she was walking was she limping, but she would run, jump, and do mm-hmm. all the normal other stuff. And and, and number once that she went when I held the leg, I kind of straightened it out, checked it see if it was uh, you know swollen and she she just looked at me like why are you touching me (laughs) but Mm -hmm. not in pain or anything
7: okay and was this front leg or back leg
8: this is the front leg
7: front leg. Okay. Now, that being said, there are certainly some conditions in young growing dogs that we can see an in intermittent limping. So if this limping does come back and doesn't stay away, then it definitely would warrant a veterinary exam because there are, I hate to say, we don't necessarily call them growing pains, but there are inflammation conditions that can happen in the front leg that affect the elbow, the long shaft of the bone, uh, a condition called panosteitis. Um, mm-hmm. And then some other kind of yeah. peculiar ones. So if it does come back, absolutely, I would say an exam and x-rays would be the thing to do. And sometimes, you know, I, as a veterinarian, sometimes I'll have people come in and say, oh, I checked his leg out and he's not limping. He's not painful. And you know, not to say that we do magic in the vet office, but a lot of times there's a specific kind of palpation that we need to do and your veterinarian might be able to elicit pain maybe when you can't Um, so definitely i wouldn't hesitate to to you know go go get the uh the good judgment of your veterinarian if you need to
3: hey um before you go it's interesting what you said because i was thinking and i've seen this so many many times a lot of times a dog will limp, they get something stuck in their paw pad or in between their paw pads. It's a really simple thing, and you'd never know it unless you check. There could be like a, a thorn in there or a rock stuck in there, and that's why they're limping. So that's the first thing I would check, because that happens all the time. Doesn't it,
8: Deb?
7: You know, it certainly can. I actually just had Boss. He had a bunch of cactus thorns on his leg. <laughs> Ooh, so, no, ow! Yeah, so, yeah, you know, and,
8: and that was actually the first thing I did when, when I started limping. I said, oh, she must have got a rock stuck in between her paw pads or something, because you know, being out in the woods or something. But there was mm-hmm. nothing,
1: nothing there. Well, Bill, we wish you the best of luck with that. and well, hope, hopefully so much. It's I appreciate something I you simple. me on. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com.
0: Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more animal radio with the free animal radio app for iPhone and Android.
5: People say less is more at Red Barn. We think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, No fillers, just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
1: It's toll-free, 405 8405 to the Dream Team. Dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, Dr. Debbie. Do you watch Spike so, TV at all? Uh, I don't have
3: cable, but I've seen Spike TV many times.
1: They're looking to get to the bottom of this whole Bigfoot mystery once and for all oh, yes, with geez. a reality yes. competition. It's a $10 million Bigfoot bounty. And I it, love that. That it, is brilliant. It's attracted a, a whole lot of uh, what you would call not the academic types but more the the angry sexist rednecks yelling at each other in the woods which has been proven like uh, with ducks that show big hit that's pretty much the same thing what better way to attract the uh, notoriously camera shy and probably mythical creature than a bunch of yes. people out in the woods arguing uh, Dean Kane will be hosting that by the way beautiful his career has taken a turn for the better and it offers the biggest cash <laughs> prize in TV history Pretty big. <laughs> how much how much is ten, the cash? Ten price? million dollars. Ten and Lloyd's you know of London you know, is underwriting. You know what's
3: funny? It's it's funny. You're giving ten million dollars to a bunch of guys, uh that n- none of which can count up to two. I think the prize should equal the amount of teeth that the person who finds Bigfoot has. If you got two teeth, you get two million.
1: Well Lloyd's isn't worried about it. They're not gonna lose much sleep over it. They say whoever wins this is they've got to have definitive visual and DNA proof of Bigfoot. So sorry, oh, yeah. can't fake it oh, there. Yeah.
3: With with those requirements now though, that the, the people hunting for For Bigfoot will think that that means they have to actually mate with Bigfoot to get the DNA.
1: That's very, very
4: dangerous. Bigfoot, not only does he have big feet, you know what
3: they say. You know, I I think these people are going about it the the wrong way. I mean, if you really want to meet Bigfoot, stop chasing him, stop trying to find him, romance him a little bit, you know? Put on some music, ask him if he wants to dance, buy him some flowers. Come on, people, get with the program. Bigfoot has feelings.
9: Hey, very cool thing I want to tell you about on on this installment of Party Animal with your host, Vinnie Penn. That's me. I'm sure you animal lovers out there are well aware of this. But for those of you who aren't, I'm very excited to bring this to your attention. My sister and her children were visiting for the past two weeks, and they put their new dog, Ringo, in a video kennel. And they were able to log on every day and check on Ringo. Uh, The the camera was aimed right at me. I heard my nephews, Ricky and Jay, what? Ringo's sleeping, Ma. Look at Ringo sleeping. I mean, this is great for all of those people out there who still have a little bit of paranoia when it comes to, uh, you know, leaving the peppy. All you do is have the kennel owner's words when you go back. I mean... The fact of the matter is uh, kennels are are fantastic. There's more than enough loving kennels out there. But every once in a while, you know, you hear your horror stories. There wouldn't be 2020 or primetime live without those kinds of horror stories. What would Barbara Walters do outside of the view? Uh, um, But it was great. Now, there was so much peace of mind. The boys were worried about the the, the Ringo every day. And to be able to tune in in the morning and watch him in action, watch him chasing a ball uh, was great. I mean, every day. They started off in a great mood, except for the day I had to explain to them what dry humping was and why Ringo was behaving in that manner. But uh, my sister Julie says they're going to resolve that issue as soon as they get home. Um, uh, But nonetheless, what a beautiful thing to be able to tune in and see them playing and log in. And and, uh, their video kennels, Uh, they live out in Nevada, out in Las Vegas. So you'd think the boys would know about dry humping already. Especially Ricky, he's 12. Uh, And living in Vegas. Uh, But they've got to be all over. And if they aren't, they're definitely something that's going to be happening. Video kennels, it's peace of mind. For a couple of dollars, even if it's not a couple of dollars, it is peace of mind for your pet. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio.
1: Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kensington Books. Inspired by true stories of klepto-kitties caught stealing from humans. Mac the mischievous tabby is back, in Mac on a hot tin roof. But this time, there's little time for his usual shenanigans when Mac becomes the foster parent to an orphaned litter of adorable kittens. Filled with lots of catitude and love, Mac on a Hot Tin Roof by Melinda Metz is available everywhere. Books are sold. Visit KensingtonBooks.com for more information. And thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio.
3: Alan Cable with today's dog tip. We had an email from a listener whose dog was afraid of a new laminate floor. She said sometimes he seems to forget about it and find some peace, but invariably he refocuses on the floor and becomes afraid again. What can she do? It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Dogs become afraid when they have a negative experience, a bad experience, and associate it with something. So you know how dogs get excited and run full speed? He was used to some other floor covering, and here it is, this nice slippery laminate. Maybe the dog took off on that new laminate floor when he got excited and couldn't stop, slid across the floor and banged into the wall, or just never had his legs taken out from under him like that before. So at that moment, he became afraid and associates it with the floor. Now, because she said he forgets sometimes and finds peace, that's the time to give him attention and reward him and say, good dog, give him a treat. You can use that time to refocus his mind away from the fear and start forming a positive association with being on the floor by giving him affection and a treat. Now, understand, this is calm affection. Then you put his lead Sean and walk him around on the floor, being all calm and acting like a leader. And when he's successful, you tell him what a good dog he is. If he's too afraid to venture on the floor, just stand there. Say nothing. Look straight ahead and stand there for three, four minutes. Then take off and try to walk the dog across the floor briskly. If he won't go, just stop and start over again. You can't even walk in a circle away from the floor before turning back, facing it, and briskly trying to take off across it. Remember, you can't feel sorry for your dog, and you can't be tense. You've got to be totally calm and picture in your mind you and your dog walking across the floor like it's no big deal. The more calm and confident you are, the more you act like a leader, the more your dog is going to learn to trust you and to follow you. It's all about being a leader and building trust. So remember to walk your dog every day for at least 30 minutes. On your side or behind you never in front and remember these things don't happen overnight whenever you try to change a dog's behavior or eliminate a fear build positive associations it takes time consistency and patience get more tips at animalradio.com
10: everyone's favorite matchmaking klepto kitty macgyver is back in mac on a hot tin roof and this time, he's thieving his way through the greatest adventure of all, parenting. When Mac finds a litter of orphan kittens, the mischievous tabby has no choice but to put his life of crime on pause. Because the tables have turned, and now Mac is the one to have something stolen. His heart. Mac on a Hot Tin Roof by Melinda Metz is available everywhere books are sold. For more info, visit kensingtonbooks.com.
7: This
2: is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. You know those signs on New York City streets? They warn dog walkers to clean up their pooches' messes? Well, the Department of Transportation... They're going to remove them finally. Department officials say that New Yorkers already know about the $250 fine for not scooping the poop. And the city's planning to replace those worn faded signs with shiny new ones that explain parking rules. A lucky cat's on the mend after it survived a 15-minute ride wedged next to the muffler of a car. According to the New York Daily News, the driver said he and his family smelled something burning So they decided to pull over and check it out. Well, the odor turned out to be the cat's singed hair, which they discovered after they looked under the car and saw the animal's tail hanging down. They immediately called the police who helped free the cat from the car. The understandably startled feline was taken to a local shelter to be examined. When the weather gets super cold like that, you you know what, just check under your car because a lot of times cats or squirrels or whatever will go underneath your car to stay warm. Saying goodbye to a loved one is pretty hard, and hospice obviously was created to make that transition a little bit easier for the patient and the family. Christy Winner always tried to give her dog Josie the very best in life, so when it was time to say goodbye, Winner didn't want to do anything less. She was the best dog in the world, she said. It's still pretty hard to talk about it. Winner opted to have Josie euthanized at her St. Charles County home. It's a practice that isn't new, but it's becoming a specialized area of veterinary medicine. Bernard Rowland, who's an animal sciences and philosophy professor at Colorado State University, said he believes the trend goes along with today's treatment of pets as members of the family. He said, I think it's tremendous. It's a huge advancement for the sake of animals. No question. Well, Lap of Love is a company that's based in Florida that in the past three years, they've grown to about 70 veterinarians in nearly 20 states. The famous bird statuette from the classic Humphrey Bogart film, The Maltese Falcon, guess what? It's worth more than $4 million. That's how much the 45-pound, 12-inch tall lead movie prop sold for an auction in New York. Bonham's auction house had the sale and said that the spectacular price reflects its significance in the history of cinema. The jewel-encrusted statuette was the central prop in the 1941 thriller starring Humphrey Bogart as Detective Sam Spade. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Get boomer, th-
1: yeah, boomer the dog's going to be on the show. It's a coup. Unless the school goes by.
3: I'll
1: tell you, when Judy calls on a guest, whether it be Oprah Winfrey or George Clooney, nine out of ten times, she'll get hung up on. But
7: (laughs) I can't believe they would hang up on you, Judy, Uh, if, if I get that far.
1: I want to thank Judy for bringing in the pornographic gingerbread cookies this morning fits. and who
6: made those porno cookies
1: well i hope I, I did help a little bit yeah. with the icing
6: yeah you put icing in the, the
7: appropriate places <laughs> oh my goodness i know I it must be nice life. not to
1: have kids yeah well you can't do that at home can <laughs> no. you no 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 uh, no
7: our kids are the furry
6: kind and they can't see up on the counter what hal's doing god so.
1: bless our furry kids <laughs> if they understood half of what goes on in my life I only aspire to yeah. be as good as my dog.
7: <laughs> they may very well know what's going on. They just don't, they just don't share that they understand. They're looking at you yeah. going, uh-huh. Yeah, we
1: just don't
6: know that they know.
1: Well, this guy, Boomer, who's uh, who we're going to be talking to in a few minutes, I, the thing that I don't buy is he may think he's a dog. I don't know. But he's not as smart as a dog from what I hear.
3: that?
1: That's what I hear. We'll find out in just a few minutes. Oh, I think you're wrong. I'm just starting rumors, okay? You know yes, how I do that. Are. How would you like to have a brand-new house that was all pet-friendly?
6: I'd like a house anyway.
1: (laughs) Any kind of house. This next guest we're having on, David Beard, he's building a pet-friendly house in the Pet-Friendly Project, a 2,200-square-foot house valued at about a half a million dollars. We welcome you to the show. How are you doing, David? I'm doing good. And yourself? Very good. So tell us a little bit about your project, uh, what you aspire to do, and how you're going to do it.
11: Well, what we want to do, of course, as you mentioned, is build about a 2,200-square-foot 2, house here in the city of Calgary. Um, we expect to start construction in March. Um, so basically, it's going to be a house that's for uh, a mom and a dad, a boy and a girl, a dog, a cat, bird, and probably a couple hundred fish.
1: And are, is it going to be your house? Yes, it is. I was just checking there. So you're going to have the media and the press coming in all the time and everything? Oh,
11: yeah. We're going to have the, the media in, and we want them to film us trying to uh, you know put the house through its paces, you know. Uh, a lot of people, they say, you know, the uh, the products that go into it don't really matter. But if you have pets, you really should have products that can, you know, uh, stand up to the dogs and
1: the cats. Well, give us an example. I think everybody is wondering right now, what makes a pet-friendly house?
11: Well, there's lots of things. I mean, flooring is obviously number one. Um, and we are very fortunate. Shaw decided to uh, give us uh, their, uh, their flooring, which is you know really, really strong. We're going to show how strong it is. One of the uh, ideas for that is we're going to take the dogs, about a dozen of them, down to the Bow River and get them wet, get them muddy, then bring them back to this brand a new house that nobody's been in and then put it certain spaces so we'll grab some tennis <laughs> balls have the dogs up on the on the couches on the beds all over the floors oh my you God. know you name it we'll do it
7: oh, well david i have a suggestion then because from the veterinary end i'll tell you what's lacking in my house and i think what? most pet lovers could benefit from is a walk-in bathtub for their dogs yeah we're going to do that it in the garage
11: there's going to be uh you know a dog shower in there and of course this dog uh, he's quite special he's going to get even his own room so where Great. are you going to get all this stuff you know, we've been really fortunate. We've uh, we've reached out to you know pet product manufacturers uh, around the world, and so far, uh, 105 companies from seven different countries wow. have donated product. Holy donated moly! Donated
6: it. So yeah, didn't.
11: donated. Like, that. and then what we have done is to make it uh, you know accessible for all the the uh, pet product manufacturers is we're not charging them anything. All they got to do is supply some product, and then we'll put it in the house, and we'll give it away. Um, so it's it's real fun. I mean, we got clothing coming from France, we have and, and Italy. We get stuff from all over the United States, Canada. The give it away yeah, thing. Yeah, so you giving I, away the lost furniture
7: me. and the flooring. You're going to be giving that. The flooring stuff away?
11: is pretty hard to give away since it's going to be you know um, put into the house. <laughs> but um, the all of the you know the real cool artwork and whatnot. Um, yeah, we're going to give that all away.
1: So you're, you're creating, and it's a genius idea, don't get me wrong, but you're creating a house, you're building a house to your specs for your animals with swag that companies are getting for mentions on, uh, well, like media, like this particular media yeah. right here. That's a genius idea. It
11: yeah. is. Fun, right, it's never been done, and it gives the opportunities for you know small companies and, and artists and whatnot to get involved in a project. And everybody's treated uh, fairly because everybody and equally because it's free for everyone. And uh, one thing I like to put out because you guys you know interview all kinds of people and, and from different walks of life and all over the, the place is you know if we're looking for some artists that if they do abstract art and whatnot or books, we can put the books on the, the uh, bookcase in the in the dog's room
1: and we can put artwork up on on the walls. So if somebody wants to contribute to this house that you're building for yourself.
11: Yep. Yeah, just uh, go to the professor's house and send me an email. And uh, you know, we already have, I think, about three or four different uh, artists uh, from the state that uh, are going to be sending some of their artwork up. And, you know, we're going to have, you know, some abstract dogs and cats, you know, in the boys' room and the girls' room. And, of course, the dog himself, he's got his own room, which is going to be really tripped out with, you know, its own walk-in closet with all the coolest gadgets. It's got a, you know, a 60-inch TV so he can watch, you know, uh, dog, uh, dog TV and, you know, uh, Benji and Pluto and you name it, it's going to have it.
3: If it's going to be a truly dog friendly house, his room should have like, there should be like dog stuff in there, like, like toys attached to the wall on a tr- retractable strings that he could just pull off and play with. And, and then there should be a machine, like one of those odorizer machines that sprays the scent of poop all the time. And then there should be like, like there should be a dead animal mud pit he can roll around oh, in, you know, yeah. when he wants to, you know, like a can, door opens in the floor and then there's dead, the dead stuff that he you can.
11: Throw me some sketches. Maybe we can make some of these uh, toys that hang from the ceilings and whatnot. I'm pretty much game yeah. for everything in this because we want to make this project fun. And then what we'll do is we'll bring in, you know, uh, some chefs, some, some of the finest chefs here in Calgary uh, to cook stuff for the dog. So maybe steak tartare in the kitchen and maybe some, you know, sushi stuff. So there's all kinds of fun
1: stuff. Steak tartare chefs coming in. That sounds more like for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This sounds like for people. This, You know,
3: it would be cool, like a button he pushes and then a door opens up and a butt pops out that he can sniff.
1: I like that. I think okay. you should you should work with Alan on this. He has a lot of great <laughs> ideas here. Well, I think
3: like a dog. I mean, I, I'm a dog. I don't care about big screen TV. I want to smell dead stuff. I mean, I want to roll in it. I want you know, I, I I'm a dog, man. I want I want to chase tail. You know, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, have your neighbors started the petition to get you out yet? Has the association come? No,
11: no, 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 no. not going to be any of that. We're going to put it, you know, in a brand new development where we don't really have a whole lot of neighbors to begin with, and then uh, maybe good. they'll like us after a while.
1: Well, <laughs> I look forward to following along yeah. as, as you do this. So please keep in touch. The website is professorshouse.com. We'll mm. put links to everything you've heard over the website.
11: Yeah, and I got a link to the, uh, your guys's website as well. So, you're uh,
1: awesome, you're the one. Oh well, thank you so yes. much. And, no, uh,
11: I appreciate yeah. you having me on. And uh, I said, did you guys come up with some ideas, or you know, just fire my way and any of your listeners. And, uh, let's make this a, a really fun project because we're doing this one here in Calgary. Uh, but we definitely plan on building one in the U.S. at a later date.
6: I want to I, I live in that one.
1: Yeah. Keep, keep, keep <laughs> me in mind. Pre- preferably, you know, in California or Florida. I mean, I'm already here. See? Yeah. I spend much of my time in the doghouse anyway. So it would <laughs> probably I'm married and two kids, so I know all about it. David, thanks so much for joining us.
11: I really appreciate you having me on.
1: We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds right here on Animal Radio. Don't forget you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, for Android. Download it now. It's a free download, and you can listen to the show as well as ask your questions anytime you want.
10: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Children at a Swedish school were recently terrorized by a drunken elk. Yes, I said drunk. Officials said the elk might have gotten a little tipsy from eating fermented apples. The elk was thought to have been attracted to the apple trees near the school, and after sampling some, he started acting irrationally. Not driving or anything just wacky enough to scare the children in other deer related news a wisconsin woman's decorative ceramic lawn deer was attacked by the real thing leaving it headless police reporting to the scene were able to identify the track marks from a real deer who obviously won the fight i'm brit savage for animal radio are people, too.
1: Animal Radio. Going to the phones, we have Renee. Hey, Renee, how are you doing?
12: Fine, how are you? Splendid. What's up? Uh, I, I w- would like to tell you a funny story.
1: I like funny stories.
12: Oh, you do? Yeah, hit me up. Okay. I have an amazing story to tell you about my half-lab retriever border collie that we adopted. She was so smart. I schooled her when I first adopted her. She would not go to the backyard to do her business until number 10
1: and until number 10
12: yeah well she would not do her business in the backyard until from number 10 i said the number three
1: Oh, I'm so confused. Yeah. Is any Alan, okay, are you following? Well, anyway. Wait a minute. I'm I'm cracking up.
12: <laughs> anyway, I, I started from number 10 and I went back to number 3 with her.
3: Oh, a countdown of sorts. Yeah,
12: a countdown. Then she darted out the door and did her business when I said number 3. Beautiful. Wait, can I ask a question? Uh-huh. Cuz I'm Beautiful.
4: not I'm I'm not following this um
12: okay. at all.
4: So you counting backwards from 10?
12: Yes. Uh uh-huh she
3: made a game okay i
12: made a game out of it gotcha they they told me at the pound how smart she was
3: (laughs) i think you're smart too you're a smart lady that you figured out uh how to engage your dog and create a magical trick to uh, do business that is very ingenious of you
12: so anyway it's really a funny story anyway i counted back to the number three and then she darted out the door and did her business i opened the door and let her out well we finally got smart and we thought, well we need a doggy door for her. so we got a doggy door and to my surprise she said at the doggy door until I said the number three. <laughs> and she would not dart out the door until I said number three. So when you were speaking about memory for dogs on Sunday yeah. it peaked my interest because of her because she was so smart so you're probably wondering how she went through the doggy door to do her business when i was asleep during the night
1: damn straight i'm wondering
12: during those wee hours well she barked and barked at that doggy door and she probably woke my neighbors up Mm. (laughs) but i had to count back from the number 10 backwards to the number three and then she darted out the doggy door waking me up in the middle of three o'clock in the morning (laughs) wow Uh
7: uh-oh you're in trouble when you're not home
1: what what kind of breed is she again
12: she was half labrador retriever and half border collie
1: oh okay so you got one that'll eat anything and one that is really smart yeah I
12: home cook for it i bet you do I made her, uh, I bought these uh, little doggy meat uh, pans, and I made her homemade meatloaf. That was her favorite.
1: Wow, she's eating better than I am.
12: Well, wow. I made her little mini steaks, mashed potatoes, uh, she ate everything.
1: I
4: want to be your dog.
12: And she was 14 <laughs> and a half years old.
4: You will not even count to, count to three. Huh? No wants to be your dog? I said, I'll be your dog. <laughs> no, you wouldn't I even have to count to her. three. <laughs> I'll go in and out everything.
12: Well, believe me, I home-cooked for her because when I got her, she had uh, her bones were showing, and they kept telling me that she hated dog food. And I put dog food out for her for like a couple of months, and she was getting skinnier. So I started home-cooking for her, and she just loved it.
1: You must have a lot of time to do that, because I, I know most people with a pretty active lifestyle don't have time to cook for their animals. They want to, but they don't.
12: Well, I love animals.
1: Well, I thank you for calling today.
12: Well, I'm not finished with my Are, story. Oh you're not. Oh okay. she didn't finish I'm sorry. there, Hal. Get I'm sorry. Hal, get out of the way. I'm Hal. Sorry. Get out well, of the way, Hal. Well, the funny part about my story is, uh, when we got the doggy door and all that, she sat at the door, but I thought, well, for the heck of it, I'll try number twenty. Well, she did a dance at the door and turned around at the table <laughs> and she peed on the the leg of the table because <laughs> I, I didn't say three. Beautiful. <laughs> But my dog passed away just last year, Oh, and her name was Big Baby.
1: Big Baby. Now are you going to get a new Big Baby?
12: Well, maybe. You know but I mean. Anyway, the funny part is uh, I took her for a walk one time, and uh. she turned around and hightailed it, and I couldn't figure out why she was high hightailing it back home when I took her for a walk. Well, she saw her shadow on the fence, and it was three times as big as her. <laughs> so that's why we called her Big Baby.
1: Renee, thanks so much for cheering me up, making me laugh a little bit.
12: Anyway, dogs do have memory, let me tell you.
1: Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Did you tell us the funny part? The funny part. There were like three or four funny parts. Come
12: on, get with it.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Tell a friend, will you?
12: Oh, we love your radio. I tell everybody. Take take care
1: of yourself now. You know, I, I would
4: get a recording device if yep. I was her. That yep. um when a dog barked it went on and would say would count to three and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. The dog can, come can I and just tell you what he wants. It won't work.
3: And I'm gonna tell you why. why. You wanna know why that won't work? Because the dog has learned that the dog can control her by waiting for her to say this number the dog can make her come and say whatever the number so the recording would do nothing because that dog is basically being in charge you know he's
4: technically this is a bad thing then it is a bad thing
3: it is technically a bad thing if she has to get up Now, if the dog's going to go out there and do his business without her around, it's fine. It's just a trick. But once the dog figures out, oh, I can manipulate her. I can get her out of bed, come to the door anytime I want. You know, and if she doesn't, I'll go to the bathroom in the house so that's the dog being basically in charge and learning how to manipulate the human.
4: Pretty smart. See, the dog the dog was smarter than her with the number. I thought she was good with the number 3. Now I well, found it's out the, the same thing with the school.
3: food. When she says he won't eat anything but home cooked cook, you know, cooking, that's not true. And you know like I can give my dog hamburger every day for 2 weeks, right? And then switch him to his dog food only. And for about a day and a half he won't eat it, but then when he gets hungry, he'll eat it.
13: Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The new Mercedes-Benz GLA is the fourth model to join the lineup in the U.S. market and will round off the current compact SUV generation from Mercedes-Benz. The GLA will feature a powerful and efficient four-cylinder engine, the latest driver assistance systems with cooperative driver support, and the MBUX infotainment system with intuitive operation and has all the strengths of the current generation of compacts from Mercedes-Benz. To find your new Mercedes, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com.
0: Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks, and now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: An incredible hour. This hour, we will talk to Boomer the Dog. Boomer the Dog? Boomer the Dog. Boomer. 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 The guy who believes he's a dog, or may believe, or wants to be a dog. I really don't know. We'll find out this hour, so you stick around. You'll be enlightened just as as much as I will. Also, we'll be talking to Miranda Perry. She works with ScamBook, and she'll tell us about the online pet scams Uh, going on let's head on over to i guess i gotta press this button here hey rick how are you doing good how are you doing what's going on in your world what kind of pet problems and dog problems do you have um i have a six-year-old boxer this
14: started about a year ago uh we have four other dogs um she helped raise uh it's a pit in american bulldog mix they were best friends Played together, everything together. Just out of the blue, like a light switch went off in my boxer's head, she starts attacking this pit every time she sees it. Make what is she? Contact. Okay,
3: which dog is she attacking? One of the ones in your house or one of the ones outside your house?
14: Uh, one of the ones in the house, the one that she helped raise actually from a puppy.
3: And and how old is the dog she attacks right now? How old is this dog?
14: Uh, roughly a year and a half.
3: Are all these dogs fixed? No, uh-uh. Okay. Well, you got, you got a major problem right there. That's a major problem right there. With, are they, are none of them fixed or a couple of them fixed? What's, tell me. No, no,
14: none of them are.
3: Well, that's, that's a major problem, my friend. And you're going to have a whole bunch of problems because you've got four dogs. The dog that's being attacked is just now becoming an adult. And, uh, when dogs become adults, they Their personalities change. They try to assert themselves. What the boxer's doing, because you're not in charge, is telling this dog, I'm in charge. I'm your boss. Pretty much being aggressive to let him know that that's the case. That's his place in this pack order. It gets worse when you don't fix dogs because they've got all those hormones flowing through them. And you're setting up a recipe for disaster because you tell me you have four dogs. Now, I'll tell you this is very important for you to understand this. When you have more than one or two dogs, you have to be an extremely capable and you have to be an extremely powerful leader because if you're not... Those dogs can become very dangerous to you and your family once aggression rears its head. There's no stopping it. It gets worse and worse to the point where, you know, you think, oh, this dog loves me. No, it doesn't work like that. Once a dog snaps over into the aggressive frame of mind, they're insane. They fight to the death. They don't even know it's you they're biting. They get lunatic. You can't stop it unless you know what to do. So the first thing you need to do, if you really care about these dogs and you're going to be responsible, is they need to all be fixed. They need to all be fixed, buddy. The second
14: thing... This boxer boxer rides with me in my truck now because I, I don't want to don't want them fighting okay wait um,
3: i just want i just want to ask you a question are you are you listening to me because you can i i don't need to know that your boxer's riding in your truck or he goes to parties with you i understand what's going on i need you to i need you to understand what's going on
14: okay yeah i ha- mean i understand i need to do that but the second part of the, the problem was she'll when i have her out she will let people pet her love on her and i can i can Just tell from looking at her from the back when she's getting ready to snap. Somebody be petting on her, she'll be loving on them, and just all of a sudden bite.
3: It's not all of a sudden. And let me ask you, now, see, this is what you need to understand. When you see that she's getting ready to go off, what do you do? What do you do in that?
14: At that time, that's when I pull, I grab her and pull her back.
3: You grab her and pull her back. Okay. So you allow her to approach people. And then, as soon as she starts to get aggressive, you notice she's getting aggressive, you pull her back.
14: Yeah, I, that's when I take control of her.
3: And what do you feel inside while this is going on? Uh, me, myself, I don't want her to do it. I'm, but, I but how do you want f- her to be a nice dog. I know, I know you don't want her to do it, but how do you
14: feel? How do you feel? Well, I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of having to pull her back. I mean, it, it makes me feel bad that I have to do that.
3: Okay, so you feel bad. Do you also feel nervous and anxious?
14: No. Uh, no, I have full control of my dog at all times.
3: You think you do. But if you have full control of your dog at all times, your dog wouldn't be aggressive. Again, she needs to be fixed. But still and all, if you have control of your dog like you think you do, she would never get aggressive around other people. Okay. So you really uh, don't liked- have control
14: how do i fix that i know i have to get her fixed other than that how do i fix that
3: all right the first thing you need to do you get her fixed the second thing you need to do is take control of everything every aspect of her life in other words she doesn't approach people without permission she you walk her every day 20 30 minutes on a leash at your side you walk her when you feed her you hold the food in front of her for a good minute on the clock. You just stare ahead. No talking to her. Put the food down. Make her wait a minute before she's allowed to eat it. You take control of her toys. You get in your truck first. You exit your truck first. You enter your house first. You exit your house first. Um, pretty much everything that she does is because you're allowing her to do it. And when do you allow her to do it? When she's totally calm. So my dog, I've got a 125-pound dog. He is extremely powerful. Uh, he would run all over me if I would let him. So everything he does and everything I allow him to do, he has to be in a totally calm state of mind as long as it takes for him to do it. So his most excited time is when I'm going to walk him. You know, I play with him, and I have the kids play with him, and uh, he sees that leash, and he knows I'm going for a walk. He loses his mind. Uh, In my mind, he loses his mind. In your mind, he'd be like, wow, he doesn't look excited at all. So what do I do? I stand there with the leash and say nothing, sometimes for a good two minutes on the clock, until he lays down and is motionless. Then I tell him, good boy, and I motion for him to sit. I put the leash on him, gets a little bit juiced, a little bit more energy coming out of him, and I just stand there. I don't move. I wait for him to calm down again, totally calm, and then I say, good boy, heal, and then we take our walk. Everything okay. is a process towards calm, submissive, relaxed behavior. Everything. Everything.
14: Okay. I'll I'll definitely start doing that because, uh, well, like you said, I feel like I have control over her. But like you said, with the food, things like that, I don't. Um, I've never done that, and so I will start doing that and see if I can make some changes in her here.
3: Be in charge of the space, buddy. If the doorbell rings, you walk over to the door, not her. She stays where she's supposed to be. And then, you know, learn to give a correction so that when you see her go into that state of mind, she's about to go into that aggressive state of mind, you can refocus her mind with a quick, sharp correction. Okay? And and it lets her know, no, no, this behavior is not appropriate. I'm not going to put up with that. You're not going to be aggressive with
9: people.
14: Okay. Yeah, because it seems like the worst punishment I can basically do when she is like that. Um, we'll walk back to my truck. When we get in the truck, I make her go lay down and don't talk to her, don't anything, and that seems to have taught her, you know, a little bit better than than you know any harsh words or anything I can say to her. You know, I know they don't understand a lot of words. Words Um, mean
3: nothing, buddy. You made a very good statement when you said, I can notice right before she goes off. So let's say, I don't know what kind of a a leash and a collar you've got on her, but get her a choker or a pinch collar, put it on her, and start doing experiments with people. You tell people where it's at. You know, I I want you to, you know, I'm going to let my dog come up to you. Another thing to understand is how the person is petting the dog. Teach people how to pet your dog. Don't let anybody around your dog. Who's excited? Don't let anybody around your dog who goes, Hey, buddy, what are you doing? You're such a good dog. Don't let people around your dog like that. They have to be calm and relaxed when they pet your dog, or they'll get your dog cranked up, juiced, uh, energized, anxious, all that. As soon as you see your dog move to the state of mind where she's going to get aggressive, You you glue the leash to your chest. You put both your hands against your chest. You hold the leash like you're a tree. You turn the opposite direction and run 90 miles an hour in the opposite direction so that that dog almost gets his neck pulled off. I mean, he's not going to. It's not going to hurt her, but that's what we call a major correction. It will refocus her mind. Don't, you don't pull. You, there's gotta be slack in the leash. You turn the opposite direction and just start moving very quickly so that she gets a jolt.
14: Yeah, well, I use a pinch collar with her the majority of the time. Um, and I use one of the, the flex, you know, leashes, the retractable leashes, but I. No, take, retract, retractable,
3: get, get rid of the retractable leash. It's got to okay. be. Did you understand everything I just said about the correction? Yeah. Do you, can you see it in your mind?
14: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it's like
14: it's a pinch collar. I noticed that I can just take and pop at least just one little jolt. She'll change direction.
4: That is a correction,
3: my man. Now that is exactly what I'm talking about. And you said it. She'll change direction. Her mind will gain refocus. It'll, it'll take her mind off what she was doing and put it somewhere else. And that's what you want to do whenever you see aggression starting to happen. You give her that flick of the leash, refocus her. And over time, she's going to understand, I can't act like that. I've got to be cool around people or, or, you know, my, my leader, my master, my, uh, human leader, uh my pack leader will not tolerate that behavior. I can't act like that, but okay, again, okay. you got you've got to get her fixed because a lot of that behavior is is prevalent when a dog has those hormones rushing through him or her. They can't help it they they are going to be aggressive they can't help it so getting them fixed helps a lot.
14: okay, thank you very much for your help i'll I will put all this into play starting today.
3: You know, can I tell you what you're a really smart guy? I mean, you get it, and you're going to be successful. But remember, you've got to be in charge of those dogs, or they'll take you over. They'll take over your house, your life, everything.
1: Just like they did here at the Animal Radio Studios. <laughs> hey, thanks for your call, Rick. I appreciate it.
10: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Oh, what a beautiful ring. Is it a diamond? A sapphire? A cat? Pet owners are getting creative with pet cremation. While most owners go for the traditional grave in the backyard or a cremation urn, some owners are having their pets made into jewelry. Paperweights, crystals, and jewelry have all been created by LifeGem, a company which can turn a doggy into a diamond for about $2,000 to $25,000. There's also Florimorial, a company which makes soil that converts cremated ash into a planting medium to grow a memorial flower. Other owners opt to keep their pets' ashes in a thumb-sized urn so they can take it with them wherever they go. You can even get a huggable plush toy filled with your pet's ashes. It's all just a way of showing that dog is man's best friend, or maybe diamonds are a girl's best friend, or or maybe a little of both. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
1: Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, Ladybug, uses the Brilliant Pad Self-Cleaning Puppy Pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks, and the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at brilliantpad.com.
9: Hi, this is Justin Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet.
1: This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You could learn more at RedBarnInc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. In just a few minutes, I will cross off another item from my bucket list, talking to Boomer the dog. I don't really shoot very high on my bucket list. That way I know everything that's on there. Isn't the first thing on your bucket list to get a bucket? This is number two on the bucket list. I'm glad you're following along. I appreciate it. We bring on, from ScamBook, Miranda Perry talking about online pet scams yeah there's scams for that too craigslist you hear about it all the time now we're going to find out more hi miranda
15: hi how are you
1: very good so what should we be looking out for
15: um what you should be looking out for are false breeders who operate out of craigslist primarily um, but other classified sites on the web this time of year you know a lot of people a lot of families may be looking to get a puppy for their kids um you know or maybe you you want to start the new year right with a new little furry friend in your life and for many of us They, you know, you you see, like, all the popular videos online of the French Bulldog puppy or a Corgi or whatever the kind of breed of the month is, and people want that dog. So they they go online and find, like, well, to adopt a French Bulldog puppy, to buy one from a breeder is going to cost you a lot of money. And then you'll see an ad on Craigslist that has that same puppy for significantly amounts amount, uh, less, uh, that, maybe.
1: That should be a red flag right there, right?
15: Oh, yeah, that, that's a big red flag. But I think for many of us, we, we may think like, you know, well, but who who would scam me with a puppy? Because, that's you know, you can't scam someone with a puppy. It's not like <laughs> an iPad where you can buy the box and, like, you know, there's no iPad in it. Um, but unfortunately, the, the way many of these scams work, they, they kind of prey on our good side. They know that we are looking to get a new animal and bring it into our lives because we, we want to have something to Um, you know, to to comfort us. And we also want to have something to to take care of. And so they'll tell you this story. They'll say, oh, well, I have these two puppies for sale. But you know what? You just seem like such a great person. I'm just going to give you the dog right Uh away. You just need to pay me these uh, fees. Like, just pay for the vaccination fee, pay for the the, the travel, shipping, the insurance, the authorization, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll send you this dog. And that's where people get scammed, because then they send their money, usually through a, a money order um, or a Western Union, uh, oh. like a wire transfer, and um, then they're they're ripped off. And
1: then there so, is no dog. I guess the first thing we should be looking for is we should see where the dog is coming from. It shouldn't be like in a parking lot that we're meeting the dog for the first time. We should see their, their mother and... Uh, litter mates. Um, litter mates. And-
15: mm-hmm. Where should- the puppy was grown, was raised. Precisely, yeah. And, and that that's a really excellent way to weed out the scammers from legitimate breeders or legitimate rescue centers um, because a real breeder will invite you to come out to the place where the dog is, is growing up. They'll let you meet the puppy before you adopt it, mm. uh, before you buy it. And so if, if they're trying to ship you a dog from another state uh, that, that's kind of a red flag.
1: Yeah, I always see these scams, uh, especially with in relation to Craigslist, where they're going to ship you your dog, you're supposed to pick them up at the airport, and then there's all a whole kaflugana that happens there.
15: Mm-hmm. Yes, we we've, we have seen that here on our site where uh, consumers have reported showing up to the airport to retrieve their dog, and they find out that the dog is, is still in another state, still at another airport, because there was some kind of an issue with vaccination fees or travel insurance fees, that the dog may be stuck in quarantine. Uh, and so they talk to the seller on Craigslist, and, and the Craigslist seller will make up some story um about why they can't send the puppy so then you send more money to them and it's just this kind of downward spiral of of all this money going out and there's no puppy at the end of it
7: i've been on the receiving end of evaluating pets that have been through some of these internet scams and um, sometimes you know you cannot if you're not seeing the pet you really have to be cautious because the health is not proven until you get your vet to to check those animals i've had dogs have significant heart problems um Mm -hmm. medical problems that really just unless you saw a vet, you didn't know, and then you're out several thousand dollars or, or what have you. The other thing I had was a client who actually we suspected the dog was stolen, and it oh, was wow. it was sold as you know pure breed pure breed on the internet, and kind of a rescue situation, and we actually did suspect that one was stolen from another um, area. Wrong.
15: Oh, man. Well, it's 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 kind of amazing the lows that people will stoop to. What would you say is the most genius
1: low in relation to an animal or a pet scam?
15: Well, there was a scam um, a few months ago in, in Florida in a, a gated community with primarily elderly residents. Someone came into this community dressed up as an animal control officer, and they told this elderly mm-hmm. couple that their dog was barking too much, and neighbors had complained about the dog, and if they didn't pay $500 on the spot, that they were going to take their dog away.
1: Wow. The website, Scambook.com. Sounds like a fun website
15: is not necessarily the word i would use but i think it's a great resource for helping to educate the public about all these scams we we know that the best way to prevent falling victim to a scam is to educate yourself about it ahead of time
1: miranda thank you so much
15: yeah thank you for having me
1: miranda perry the website once again scambook.com links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com uh, let's see on the way stacy Cohn working hard in the newsroom what do you got
2: you know how Dr. Elizabeth Kubler Ross did that whole thing on death and dying and dying with dignity and um, how important it is for not only the patient but also the family. Well, there's a new thing with pet medicine where veterinarians are starting to specialize in home euthanasia, kind of a hospice for dogs and cats. I've heard of it. I've got all the details and the information coming up. On Animal Radio News,
1: it's sort of a mobile vet service, which is great because you, when you put your animal down, you don't want to do it in the cold confines of the hospital. It's so sterile there; it's, it's much better to do it at home. So, I think it's a much-needed niche. Do you have people that ask you if they come to their house and, and, and euthanize their animal? You
7: know, we do have some local um, services that do that, and have been doing that for quite a while. So, it's not really new. It's just uh, I think it's more of a focus for certain people.
16: Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets.
1: Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews where both you and fido are welcome go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's
8: about hey everybody this is kenny lee lewis and the steve miller band just want to tell everybody out there on animal radio thanks for loving your pets.
7: this is an animal radio
15: news update
2: I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, the Smithsonian's National Zoo has named their absolutely adorable female giant panda cub, Bao Bayo, after they got more than 123,000 votes from online and the public. Bao Bayo means treasure or precious, and the cub's the only second surviving cub that was born at the National Zoo since the first pandas arrived there in 1972 to commemorate President Richard Nixon's historic visit to China. A New Jersey dog that was crowned the world's ugliest dog in 2007 and later became the topic of a kid's book preaching acceptance has died. Elwood was only eight. His owner, Karen Quigley, says the Chinese crested and chihuahua mix died unexpectedly Thanksgiving morning. The Seawell resident said Elwood had been dealing with some health issues in recent months, but they thought he was doing pretty good. Apparently not now. Elwood won his crown at the annual Ugly Dog Contest at the Sonoma Marin County Fair in California a year after he had come in second. There's some disgust from animal welfare groups as a New Zealand millionaire becomes the latest to pose behind slaughtered African animals. A U.S. TV presenter was internationally criticized after posting a photo of herself with a shot and bloodied lion. Now photos have also surfaced of property developer Mark Gunton standing over the corpse of an elephant and a crocodile. SAFE executive director Hans Kirk says African hunting trips have been available to rich tourists for several years now. It's a power thing. Same sort of people who like to dominate in their business, they like to dominate the animals and show they can shoot and kill an elephant. There's nothing to it. Anybody can shoot an elephant when they have a gun. The elephant hasn't got a chance. I believe that prince, uh, prince Harry was also um, standing next to an elephant and his brother. They've got pictures of it, and then they since apologized for it. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com.
15: This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
0: Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Oh, what did
1: he
6: say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're
7: everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio.
1: Was he here? Oh, this is very cool. You've seen him on Nat Geo. They did a uh, taboo show about things that are taboo, but about this dog, guy who thinks he's a dog or wants to be a dog. We're going to find out because I don't know. I've, I've heard different things. He wants to actually what breed. Lead. I'm not sure. We're going to find let's Let's get him on the, the phone. We have Boomer. Hey, Boomer, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm going to call you Boomer because that's what you want to be called, right?
16: Oh, yeah, definitely. I like the name Boomer the Dog. Are you,
1: You're trying to legally change your name to Boomer the Dog. Is that correct?
16: Yep. uh, Back in 2010, I went to court, my local court here, and petitioned them to change my name to Boomer the Dog, which, well, they didn't accept it, and I got turned down. I went uh, and appealed it, but I got turned down again, and I want to try again, you know, with some new evidence and things like that. Why do they
1: keep turning you down?
16: Well, uh, it was two times they, you know, appeal in the original one, but they, I don't know, they just said that... The reason they gave was that the, uh, you know, I would call emergency services and I would bark that my name was Boomer the dog and they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so. Well, you
1: you know, they do have a valid point there.
16: <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, know. You know, my counter to that is that, well, everything would be on their screen. So if I barked I was Boomer the dog. At this address, they would have it right there.
1: Yeah. Let's get down to brass attacks right here. Okay. Do you want to be a dog? Do you think? think you're a dog? What What is the whole thing? Because Nat Geo makes you out as you really... What What is the status and when did it start?
16: Well, yeah, that's true. I think all of that's correct. And in some way, I do think that I am really one just because of circumstances over the years, you know, things that have pointed to it and somehow in me a personality at the least or what? you know something more i don't know but <laughs> something like that but i did see a movie in 1976 with my dad it was called the shaggy da oh i love that
5: movie
8: <laughs> yeah
16: yeah that's that was that's my movie that's my favorite movie and i saw it in the theater and i was into a bunch of dog stuff i was like a lot of kids were you know into something like horses or whatever I was a dog nut and I saw this movie and when the dad in the movie he changes into a big old English sheepdog and something about that happening just made, you know, sense to me. I really started to get into it a whole lot. I was really affected by the movie and it kind of became part of my personality to feel like I was canine. I guess I found a part of my personality starting with that movie.
3: If I had a machine that could turn you into a real dog right now, would you do it?
16: Well, at one time, I would be a four-legged dog and do you know everything that dogs would do. And I'd also I would always like my intelligence to be there that I have now because it's something I have. I wouldn't want to lose it. Something good, and you know my personality that I have mainly. Uh, but I would you know I would do it, but I would like maybe now I could see being on two legs, a type of like anthropomorphic dog
4: i guess I guess if they don't have mandatory neutering, it's all fine and good, right <laughs>
16: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, so yeah, that's more or less what I'd like, and then I could do more things in the human world, and I'm kind of trying to be a bridge between bring some canine things to the human world a little bit.
1: I don't like the formalities of meeting women, and I always thought, you know, the dogs get right down to business.
3: No one's following you? I want to know if he can, if uh,
1: he can I smell hump. ass. Yeah. He wants to smell I sm- want to smell <laughs> and I want to hump legs all day.
16: Well, They're- I mean, dogs are, you know, yeah, that's right. Dogs are more open and direct about a lot of things. So that I don't know if those things would be that much fun. Did the kids in
1: school, did they make fun of you?
16: Yeah, because I, I found my personality, and I was very open about it. So I went to school, and I was barking to everybody, you know, I'm a dog. Not exactly just like that in the hall, blurting it out. But I would draw pictures I, I made, you know, like uh, drew doodles of dogs all the time. And I was always doing that kind of stuff. And, and when somebody would ask me, then kids would say, you know, get me to do some kind of dog game or that I was like I was transforming when I was in class, and they would get me to bark and, all you know, all that kind of stuff. So it it was fun, but I got teased for my differences. So
3: I want to know, do you, do you have an actual dog, and, and what's that relationship like?
16: Well, I've had three dogs. I don't have a dog currently. I've had three. I had a mutt, a collie mutt, a beagle, and an American Eskimo. Who was my last dog, and he died in two thousand and four. And I haven't replaced him or got, you know, gotten another, adopted another dog yet. So, it's like, what's the, what's up.
3: your day like? Like, like, like when you wake up to the time you go to sleep, what do you do? Do you have a job? Do you do you go to work, or do you just wake up and and sometimes you're all dog, and then sometimes you're all human, and then sometimes you're a combination, or what do you do every day?
16: Well, I guess a standard <laughs> kind of day, but I mean, as far as canine, I. I have a collar that I wear all the time. Beauty. I have, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, so I have a collar I wear. I have ears that I, are my hair, my fur that I put up to look like dog ears. I Sometimes I wear doggy shirts and scrubs and stuff like that. And I go out, I carry a squeaky toy, which is an actual dog toy that I carry around. And uh, so at times I have a paper costume that's made out of shredded paper. And it's a big sheepdog costume that I wear. And uh, I go out in that occasionally when I want to feel closer to being a canine. For whatever reason, it's just like, hey, this is nice and the weather's good because it's paper. It has to, We have to have good weather. And so then I go out and uh, see folks on the street and see their dogs when they're being walked. And
10: Are your friends
6: and family supportive?
16: Yeah, well, my mom and dad just knew about it because it's something that just was part of me. And so they were here all the time, you know, and my dad a little less, so my mom was okay with it. It took a long time for them you know, them to call me boomer, <laughs> and then other relatives that was a little harder because they don't get what it is, and I had problems with you know people thinking mental problems and other things like that, so i you know and that and my half sister I guess is my worst uh enemy, <laughs> well she really doesn't like me being a dog at all mm. so, well, that's a so, big yeah, problem well,
3: yeah, hold has, on i, I got to a question her now.
4: Alan, enough enough with your questions
3: now like when you eat do you eat on the you put your dish on the floor and eat on all fours and like when you go to the bathroom do you do it on the toilet or do you go outside and in, in the backyard
16: <laughs> yeah well i do sometimes eat dog food it's one of the things like wearing the costume where I actually do eat regular canned dog food. And I do it try to do it as authentically as possible and Beauty. from the floor. And I have a water dish. Of course, you always have to have water, fresh water for your dog. So I do that. But most of the time, I just re- eat regular human food. And as far as bathroom, just regular. I'm, I do it at like humans. Since I'm gotcha. built like a human, I do it like a human.
1: We are with Boomer. You saw him on that Geo's Taboo. And Boomer sometimes thinks he's a dog. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be
0: back. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Brandon McMillan on Animal Radio, and be sure to adopt and not shop.
13: Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Chevrolet has introduced the all-new 2021 Tahoe and Suburban, each being redesigned with exclusive technologies and features, and Chevy say the best driving dynamics in the full-size segment. Available with an all-new 3-liter Duramax diesel engine, or the updated V8 engine with dynamic fuel management, including the 6.2-liter V8, offering the best-in-class 420 horsepower and a standard 10-speed automatic transmission. To find your new Chevy SUV, check out our reviews at OurAutoExpert.com.
0: Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day.
6: This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that?
1: You can do whatever you want. Oh,
6: God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it.
1: You do so good early in the morning. (laughs) I'm so caffeinated
6: right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together.
1: Uh, You're awesome.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app
1: for iPhone and Android. We are with Boomer. You saw him on Ned Geo's Taboo. Uh, he wants to be a dog. He's trying to change his name to be a dog. Uh, he used to be an AM radio disc jockey, is that correct?
16: Yeah, I was on uh, I, Yeah, I was on a, a radio station. I had my own basement radio station in high school. Wow. And, yeah, and I actually worked for a short time at a religious AM radio station. So I was in AM. Now I'm doing podcasting, and I called my show the Dog Station when I was on AM too. Wow! That's, yeah, that's pretty
3: cool. Now, now, can I make an can I make a suggestion, everyone? Can I make a
1: suggestion? All right. Well, must you,
3: <laughs> uh, Boomer? You want to bridge the gap between dog and people, and I think that's brilliant. And I think you're on the you're you definitely got a great idea, but you're on the wrong track. What oh. you need, you need to form the Church of the Dog, and, oh, and basically. Yeah. A house of dog worship, if you will, and, and you build the building, brick and mortar. You get the donations, and people can study the ways of the dog. It's not so much the physical aspects of doing what a dog does; it's being in the dog state of mind. Wouldn't you agree?
16: Yeah. Well, I think so. I don't know if I don't know. If people have talked about it being like a religion, and yes. uh, not you know necessarily that, but they've said you know this sounds. Like an interesting thing you could teach people, maybe. Yes. And I like yes. that. Yeah, I mean, I really do like the ways of of the canines, like the virtues that uh, dogs have, and that's what I'm trying to do is put it together and bring a little bit more, you know, in in. And I think that's something I can do for others because it's all like about me being a dog, but this is something I can actually uh, maybe promote or teach as a some kind of thing. I don't know about a church though; it seems like that's pretty formal. So well, have yeah, it call could be it something the, else.
3: Maybe a school, the School of Dog Teachings.
16: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would it'd be an interesting idea. So maybe one day, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll write a book or something.
1: And you're trying to change your name. You've been turned down twice. That's so, wrong, though. Yeah, that is wrong. This is
3: America. This is America. <laughs> well, let me give you... you. Well, if you want to change your name, why should you even have to go to a judge? Isn't... That's it is it? That's ridiculous. You should be
1: able to name yourself anything you want. What kind of? Where is the freedom? Where Where
3: is exactly. there any? Well,
1: in uh, yeah. 2010, in Eugene, Oregon. Captain Awesome changed his name to Captain Awesome. Also, there was uh, the guy who had his uh, band, the Dan Miller Experience, so he changed his name to the Dan Miller Experience. Uh, some guy changed his name to Wiserman Always 50. I mean, These are pretty bizarre names. I don't understand yeah, why you're being denied uh, Boomer the Dog, especially since it, it is you.
16: Yeah, you. yeah, well, that's something that's interesting about Pennsylvania's laws. They really don't have a good track record for unusual name changes. And I was going by name change books and things that were written on the net and a book that I got that it was pretty easy. Even if you had an unusual name, the book kind of says, well, it's up to you. You bear the responsibilities when you get that, uh, you know, of what the name causes, if it's good or bad or whatever. And so they were like, usually judges, usually courts are in favor of your personal, uh, you know, ideas of changing it. So I didn't. I, I didn't put a lot of effort. I try to keep my petition really simple. I didn't put a lot of examples in there. I just barked that my dad changed his name. You know, he Americanized his name years ago. You,
1: you barked that in court? You barked that? <laughs> that might have something to do with it. Listen, we're running out of time. I want to give people the website. It's boomerthedog.net. Boomerthedog.net, of course, everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. And we're going to be checking in with you to find out how this goes, buddy, okay?
16: Oh, that'll be great! I'd like to let you know of, about all the you know future. He's stuff a regular that now, Hal. He, Yeah, you're He's a, reg- a You're on the
1: payroll now.
16: <laughs> go sure. I'd like to any time.
1: <laughs> Send him some Stella and Chewies immediately. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. Hey, hang tight there for a second, Boomer. We're going to head to the phones. We want to know what you think. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five.
4: I'll tell you what's funny is um you can't see, get I think enough I got a little dog I think I got a little dog in me too sometimes because when I get mad and I can't believe I'm even telling you this. I've been known to show my teeth and growl.
2: i did it, <laughs> I did it in a
4: store last week. <sighs> and the guy just turned around and looked at me, and you know what he get out of my way.
1: It works. Well now that's interesting. This is a story out of Daly City, a Bay Area man is facing charges after authorities say he viciously attacked his parents after they refused to allow him to see the family cat. What did he do? Yeganov Balshenev, 26 years old, he asked his parents to see his cat after he had surgery and they told him no, they couldn't see him. So he bit his 64-year-old father in the head and uh, oh ripping God. off a piece of flesh and then bit his mother after punching her. So uh, oh my God, he's pleaded not guilty. Well, he's a tri- lunatic. He I mean, a there's a difference—the the big difference between him and Boomer. Okay, uh, Boomer is
3: just practicing the dog philosophy, which is, you know, it's peaceful and it's very basic. Now, biting people—that is not—that that is lunacy, right there. That's, what about you know your what, showing Boomer? Teeth.
4: Boomer better be careful, though, because he lives in the state yeah. of Pennsylvania. It's the biggest yeah. puppy mill state, I think, in the country. They may <laughs> throw him in a cage and have a mass breed, you know, for the next the next couple of years. So you better be careful.
3: Hey, you need more guys like Boomer on your on this show. You, you can't get enough of those people. No, we really can't
4: get enough Boomer. I think we hit an all-time high today in interviews. Yes.
1: Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Boomer the Dog for joining us cross that off my bucket list. That was something very exciting for me to get a little edification on that whole thing. David Beard, thanks so much for joining us. Miranda Perry, you're all awesome. And of course, you listening. Yeah, looking down at your radio right now. Be sure to join us over at the website at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. You can ask your questions directly from the app. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio.
10: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Take care, guys. (laughs)